Hey, Jacob. Hey, Kevin. Hey, everybody. I'm Kevin. This is Jacob. If, if you don't know us, that's, we're excited you're here. Um, this is a little bit different. If this is your first time with us or your first time in a long time, you're like, wow, this looks really weird. It is. Uh, these, we've got a panel tonight, obviously, as Jess was just saying. These are some young adults. You, in a lot of senses, are young adults, but you're still in high school. These folks are not, and so they're going to share a little bit with you tonight just about kind of what's next. Um, they're just maybe one or two steps down the line from where you are now. And so we've got some questions we're going to run through. Hopefully you can uh, jot some notes down. If you see uh, some of these folks afterwards, you want to talk to them, you can definitely do that. But I think we'll, uh, we'll start by everyone introducing themselves. Is that cool? Can we do that? Yeah, that sounds great. All right, let's start ladies first. Let's start on the other end down there. Tell us who you are, how old you are, and just something fun about you. All right, I feel like I'm on the spot now. Um, I'm Jocelyn. I am actually a leader here, so hey, girls. <laughs> um, I'm 19, and I'm in nursing school, so woo. <laughs> Yay. Hi, hi, my name is Caitlin. I'm 21, and I'm from Michigan. That was an exciting fact. That was the, that was the, that was the funnest fact we'll hear. I'm Catherine, I'm 24, um, and I have a dog named Millie. Scott, I'm 27. Um, I also have a dog named Millie, that's where I was going. But um, What a weird coincidence, <laughs> how, how could that What's be? Going on? Um, I love They're soccer. married, everyone, yeah, if you didn't get that. Yeah. I could tell there were some people like, how did that? Yes, they're <laughs> married. My name is Hunter, um, I'm 20 years old, and I love to work out. <laughs> Yeah, just sneak that one in there. No kidding, Hunter. <laughs> really? Tell, couldn't tell. My name's Nathan. I just turned 22, and I want to be a homicide detective. Very cool. Nathan, awesome. he wants to be a homicide detective. Very cool. He will be. He does he not will want be. to be. He will be. All right. My bad. Jacob? You better recognize. <laughs> I did. In front of everyone. It's cool. All right, Jacob, hey. Kick things off. Let's, let's start asking some questions. Uh, yeah, so I think we'll just start with the first one we had on here. Uh, what was a major misconception you had about your first year out of high school? I can start. Um, I can start. So I feel like getting out of high school, I felt like right away I was just going to like become an adult. Like overnight I would just graduate and then I would just be an adult and I would do adult things. And I think I learned that going off on my own off to college I needed my mom more than I ever thought I did like I would call her for like the simplest things I would call her I'd be like mom I stained my shirt and she would like walk me through fixing that so I feel like if you don't feel like you know everything right away like that's perfectly okay everyone is in that same boat um but I feel like that's just something you kind of learn along the way that, that's awesome did you guys like you heard that it's cool to still call your parents it's good. I love that. I heard a parent. Yeah. <laughs> what else? What were some other big yeah, misconceptions? We're, we're, we're going to stay in this question for... All right, so I just graduated college. Um, I think my major misconception was that college was going to be more chill than high school was, and that, like, since you're not in class, like, straight, you have gaps, you have more time, that it would be easier to hang out with friends and manage it. But, like, I had to teach myself how to study when I got to college. It's not like high school. Like, you actually have to work for it. So, um just being able to manage your time is something difficult that I definitely had to learn. Just, just, I'm, just my curiosity here. 
Raise your hand if you feel like you're just cruising through high school right now and you don't really have to try super, super hard. It's okay. You can, you can step, be humble, be honest. And so you maybe had some of that too, but college was a wake-up call. Yeah, yeah, so some of us have to learn how to study, so that's a good, that's a good word. Hunter, you got something? Uh, yeah, mine is actually the opposite of uh, Nathan's. So when I got to college, I thought it was going to be a lot harder than high school, but for me at least, um, I found it a lot easier because, like, like you said, you don't have to go to class, and uh, you had a lot more like, leniency on assignments. Like I could turn it in at the end of the week, so in my opinion, I just thought college was easier for me. There's hope for some of you. You're like, yes, I was nervous for a minute. Well, I have something, especially for you seniors. I know how it feels to be graduating, and everyone's like, what are you going to do with your life? You should know. You don't have to know what you're going to do with your life. Like, I don't know what my whole life is going to look like. I don't think anyone sitting here has their whole entire life planned out, and it's going to go the way we want it to go. My advice to y'all is just, like, take your day step by step. You know, God's got a perfect plan for your life, and just trust that. I think that's a good note from you, Jocelyn, too, because you're in nursing school. You're in a school that's designed for a specific path and still having that open hand to be like, you know, I'm, but I'm, I'm down if God wants to turn me in another direction. Anybody else? I'm going to skip question two on our list. We gave them the questions in advance. We're not going to sit here and stump them. But, but just kind of playing off of this, what, what was one of the biggest differences from high school to college? Like, was there something stark? Was there something that you were just like, wow, this is, this is completely different than, than what life was like in high school? So kind of playing off like what these guys said, like you do, like you have like that structure in high school where like the bell rings and you're going to the next class. Um, as far as college, like it's not necessarily like that. You do have like a little bit more freedom. And for me, uh, being kind of more like Nate in the scenario, um, that was kind of a difficult change. Uh, just going from like being able to have a two o'clock class that I don't necessarily have to go to and having like the choice to do that. Um, but you should, <laughs> you should, you should go, go to, go to class, class, everyone. You're paying for it, so you should go. Um, Kind of going off of that, like all that freedom is not necessarily a bad thing. Um, that was also kind of like the biggest difference for me is I went to school a little bit away from my family and just having like that room to kind of breathe and like become who I was independent from my family and make friends and people who didn't know my family and just knew me um, and to have the freedom to kind of do that and make my own schedule and do my own kind of thing. And that was really fun and helped me become who I am today. I know uh, Kevin said he was going to skip the second question, but my answer to his question is really the same as the answer to the second question. So um, it says, does your friend group change after high school immediately or over time? And my biggest difference from high school to college is like immediately, like soon as I graduated high school, I've talked to maybe two people since I left high school. Like I have no contact with anybody that I went to high school with. So just the change in friend group, having to force myself to meet new friends and talk to new people was the biggest difference for me. Some of you may be rejoicing. You're like, yes, I'll never have to talk to those people again. But flip side, how many of you still talk to somebody you went to high school with? Uh, I actually do. Okay, yeah. I talk actually about that. Like, keep all, I kept all my friends from high school pretty much. And uh, I still hang out with them to this day. But um, I've made some new friends. But, you know, I still have the old boys back home. So. 
I think uh, bouncing off of what Catherine said about independence, I think it depends on how you look at it, but I think it can be a really good thing. Where in high school, you're kind of guided, like your hands held through the whole process, and you're given study guides and told, like, this is how much time you have to dedicate to something. I feel like you have the choice to make those decisions once you go off to college, or if you're not going to college, like, that's perfectly fine, too. You have those decisions to, like, make your work-life balance. So it's really up to you from after high school to kind of build your own schedule, which is really nice. Cool. Anybody else? I want to cut you off. I feel like for me personally, I experienced a lot of stereotyping in high school. And I think personally from freshman year to senior, you go through a lot of growth as a person. But it's really hard to grow yourself out of what you think other people perceive you as, like since your freshman year of high school. So I know I personally grew a lot outside of that high school experience. But I would challenge a lot of you, like, if you're growing in your relationship with God or you're changing as a person, just embrace who you are. Like, not everyone is looking at you being like, oh, okay, like, what are you doing? You're different. Why are you different? And if they are, like, whatever. Like, who cares? Like, be yourself. And your friends who love you for who you are will stay with you. That was really good. I, I wish I'd have had somebody tell me that when I was – no one told me that. So – that was really good. Thanks for sharing that. Uh, actually, so we're not going to skip certain questions, but I am going to skip down to a question, and we're going to come back. Um, if, if, you, if you could give your, just saying that, if you could give your high school self now one bit of advice, what would that be? We'll come back to the regular set of questions, but this, this one was in here. I think that would be it. I'd be like... Jocelyn, that, don't care good. so much. Yeah. Just be yourself. You don't have to be so shy. Yeah, that's it. And along those same lines, like, um, don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone either. I think um, coming out of high school, like, I had, like, a bit of anxiety about, like, trying out for certain teams or, like, uh, being away from, like, the people that I knew and, and what they were doing. But looking back on it, there were, like, a lot of opportunities that I maybe missed out on for, like, not wanting to step outside of my comfort zone in those moments. I'm going to bounce off of exactly what Scott just said pretty much. Don't be afraid to take the opportunities that are given to you. Like in high school, I, d I played sports in high school. Some of you probably do too. But I didn't like have time to hang out with my friends so much in high school and stuff. And when you get to college, like don't be afraid to play that club sport. Don't be afraid to hang out with your friends and do things outside of class and everything. Because I went to a four-year school and pretty much wasted away my college experience doing nothing sitting in my dorm room studying or whatever, which studying is important, you need to do that, but I wasted the college experience that I had because I didn't do anything, so. The best advice I can give y'all right now is uh, saying no to things that you know are wrong. So me personally, I struggled a lot with like, uh, like passing on temptations, whether it was like drugs or like having sex. Like if you guys can say no now, then that's better than getting into the trap and then it's harder to quit later. So saying no now is really like the best defense you can for these things. Can I jump in too and say something? That, that was really well said. <clears throat> I think one of the biggest misconceptions that we have is one day you'll graduate and then boom, you're a completely different person when you're in high school. 
But what Hunter just said is the decisions you're making now are going to set you up for, for when you're in your young adulthood. So don't, don't wait for some magic, you know, snap, and you're going to be different. Make those decisions now. Dude, that's, that's great advice. I love that. It's so good. Anybody else? I think also just to kind of play off what Hunter just said, um, a piece of advice that I got from, like, one of my youth pastors, like, right before going to college was that nobody has to convince you to do something that's right. And so, like, it might seem like something that's, like, okay, like, this isn't that bad or anything, but, like, you're, like, being convinced, you're, like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should. Like, those are decisions that you should probably, like, just stay away from in the beginning because, like you said, they, they are very formative. And maybe you do something one time and then snowball effect, so... I think what I would tell my high school self is to just enjoy the time that I'm in and the moment that I'm in. I think so much of high school is like you're so focused on college or whatever you're going to do next, your career path, and that's kind of beat into your head. And so I was like looking forward, looking forward. And so then when I'm out of college, I'm looking forward, looking forward, and I'm missing out on just enjoying where I'm at and just living my life and um, being happy with where I am. It doesn't have to be so forward focused. Yes. Think about what you're going to do, but also just enjoy that you're getting to live your high school years right now, so. Yeah, I think um, the best advice that I could give is to surround yourself with good people, especially those of you who are like young in high school right now, like freshmen and sophomores. Choose a group that makes you a better individual and that you can grow with. Don't just choose a group of friends because you think they're cool or, you know, do, do what was truly correct for you. Yeah, that's awesome. So we're, sitting, we're talking about advice. Uh, we're kind of jumping around these questions. But who do you, as young adults, like who are you looking to to give you advice today? Like we're talking about, hey, you could go back and give yourself advice. But who now? Like who do you look to now? Like you already talked about even still calling your mom, which I think is awesome because I do the same thing. But, but who else kind of has that influence and can speak into your lives? Who do you look to to give you that guidance? Um, for me personally, my dad is my best friend. My dad does what I want to do for a living too. So, I mean, as far as someone that I look to for advice, it's my dad, 100%. He's been a spiritual leader in my life. He's just been a regular, you know, every day through life. Any question I have, I can go to him. I know not everybody has the same connection or same experience, and that's cool, but always find that person, whether it's Kevin, whether it's Jacob, whether it's somebody at home that you can go to and be like, no matter what, just call that person and be like, hey, I got a question about this, you know. I'm going through this. I need to talk about it. And so that's for my dad for me. This man just made me cry right here. I'm sitting here going, I hope my kid one day will say I am his best friend. That, seriously, that was really special. Parents, I don't know if any of the rest of y'all were like, I hope my kids say the same thing. That was awesome. That was awesome. Um, I'd have to say for me, I look to my parents a lot for advice as well. Um, they're great role models in my life, both my mom and my dad. And uh, whenever I have questions, I know like sometimes it's hard to talk to your parents about things, but they really do want to help you out the best that they can. So going to your parents, sometimes you just have to do it, even if you don't want to. And then another like group of people I go to for advice is probably my friends, whether that's in church or outside of church. If I can't ask my parents something, I'll ask my friends the same thing. So that's who I look to. I will also say my parents. Um, <laughs> Boo, come up with something original. Yeah, no, that's good. Um, but also, like, the leaders here, um, and I think we bounce ideas off of each other all the time. Like, I know uh, Nate and I, like, talk often about, like, some experiences that he, have, that he has and I don't have. Um, 
and just learning from, you know, like things that he did in those situations or things that I did, vice versa. Um, but yeah, like older leaders who, who have experience in like what you're kind of going for at that time, it's can give sound advice on that. For when you guys, you guys that are 18 and going into college and stuff, please look at coming to Young Adults with us. Like, that's a place for love and encouragement. Like, we get a new face in the door. It's not like clicky like high school. You walk in and you're going to have somebody talking to you. We don't let people slip through the cracks or anything. So if you need that person in your life to go to for advice and stuff, come hang out with us on Tuesday night. Yeah, and speaking to the girls on that, like, for me personally, this group of young adults has been such an important group in my life outside of high school. Um, it's a little bit different from Crave, but I think for me in a good way because it's just so diverse. Like we have people from 18 to 29 years old, all in different places in their lives, all who love Jesus and are willing to come together and help each other and what, uh, what individual struggles you have. So even if y'all are just here for the summer, like I would really encourage you seniors to come because we're going to be more than happy to grow with you and answer any questions you have before you go to college, you know. Some advice I got when I was a freshman in college was um, to kind of picture like a boardroom table and kind of create your like board of directors. So for me, I have my parents that I go to for certain things. I have my friends, I have my church leaders, I have God, and then I have my professional mentors that help me with like my professional stuff. So if, and some of those things there's overlapping where I'll go to my parents and also go to my church leaders about, but I think they're having like different places that you have as an outlet is really helpful. Um, and never feeling like you're stuck or something that, that's weighing you down, so. Yeah, I think you can get a lot of advice from a lot of places, um, but what the most important thing for Scott and I um, has been is just having people in our life that we can go to advice to, but also that are praying for us while we're seeking advice for things, that they're praying on our behalf, or asking people to pray for us for specific things, and just setting up a group of people that we know are doing that, kind of like your board of directors, but like that are like-minded in our faith who um, we know like kind of have our back and are giving us um, the kind of advice that we would need to receive in that aspect. That's good, cool. that's good. Um, and I did not ask them to plug in adults, but I appreciate it all the same. So um, yeah, there, there's, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of camaraderie that happens uh, at young adults and it's, it's great to see you guys create community without really my involvement at all. Um, and so for you guys, and, and besides young adults, you can say young adults, but, but where is your community? Where, where do you feel like you belong? Um, and I know that's probably changed over the last, whether you're you know, 19 or whether you're 27. Like, um, how, what does that look like now? And what did that look like when you first came out of high school? Uh, I'll go ahead and answer this one. So... I don't feel like I really have one community that I fit into. I kind of cast a wide net and I hang out with like a lot of different people, a lot of different backgrounds. So I can't really picture myself in one community, but you know, church community, friend community, all that stuff. So a bunch of random ones. Uh, for me, I think the two biggest ones are the young adults community, like we were talking about before. Um, it really is just like one big family, and it's a good place to go and a good place to have a big friend group. Um, 
for me, it's also like I did an internship at the place that I'm going to work, the sheriff's office that I'm going to work at, and like just being around that family and just having that kind of community is, I mean, it's really tight and it's really nice to be able to be around a bunch of, like Catherine said a minute ago, like-minded people and people that understand what you're going through and the experiences that, that you're about to have or you're going through right now. For me, it's, it's also young adults. Um, it's church, uh, my friend group, obviously, but um, I think like when I was around you guys' age, I found a lot of my community. I played high school soccer. Um, I played a little bit for uh, the team my freshman year. Um, and so like I found a lot of my identity in that. Uh, one thing that I will say about that is, I will not actually. I will, I will come back to that. Just give me, give me one second. I would definitely agree with all of these. I think like my family, my friend groups, um, my young adults group, but something that I've kind of learned over the years is that it might not always just come to you, your community. You might have to kind of work at it a little bit. You might have to go out and seek it. You might have to put yourself out there. You might have to be a friend to somebody first. And the best way to make friends is to be a friend. Um, so don't be discouraged if maybe after high school or after college you kind of find yourself in a weird place of like, you've grown apart from people, you don't necessarily have that community. Um, go out and make it, that's the best way. Like look for ways to connect and yeah, might just not always come easily. That's actually, like, that's actually what I was trying to get into. Like um, when I had that community, it was something that I grew out of because um, when you're in, when you're on like a sports team, it's not, it wasn't like a church thing or anything like that. And I was trying to grow my relationship with God. And so I really had to like step away from that. And I think you speak perfectly on not being afraid to do that. So like you may have a community right now and that may look completely different next year and that's completely okay. I just want, I just want to emphasize that from Scott, like, and Kevin and I can attest as you know, we're much, much, much older than these guys. Easy on the much, yeah, easy. <laughs> um, but like your community groups will change, your, your people, your friendships will change, your people will look different, and that's okay. Um, it doesn't mean you don't cherish what you have now and, and, and you enjoy each other now, but it's okay that those things change over, over the years. Yeah, did anybody else have anything on that? Because I, I want to wrap that thought up before we move to something else. Anybody else? So it's easy sometimes to let your community be simply by proximity, like you go to school with these people, or you're on the same sports team with these people, but one day you'll leave high school behind, like whether you're a freshman now, or you're about to head off to college, or whatever's next, okay, so it's different, then you get to college, and it requires more intentionality, and then one day you leave college behind, and your 20s can be incredibly lonely, because you're not being put next to people your age for six, seven hours a day, you see what I'm saying? You have to be proactive. I thought Catherine said this so well, the best way to, to make friends is to be a friend. Like if you've ever felt like no one would ever hang out if I wasn't the one initiating it, that can be frustrating. But you know what you do? You keep initiating it. You keep pursuing friends. You keep doing that. So don't, don't just get in your feels and be sad and be alone. Keep searching for community. It's so, so important. So, um, all right. Can we, can we swing it over to some marriage questions? Is that okay? Yeah, there you go. You guys can pass the microphone. <laughs> Jacob, go ahead. I know you, you kind of queued this one up. Yeah. Uh, so uh, for you guys, uh, as a young married couple, was marriage bliss the first year or was it hard? 
um, and or both. And what's it like being uh, a young married? I don't know how long you guys have been married, actually. Three years and two weeks. Three years and two weeks. Oh, that's, oh wow. Well, happy in two weeks. Like our anniversary uh, oh, in two weeks. Two weeks. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Coming up on three years. Before y'all, before y'all answer this, <laughs> raise your hand real quick if you want to be married one day, potentially. Okay, there's a lot hanging on y'all's words here, so <laughs> everyone's... I'm just kidding. Talk to us about marriage. Do you want to start? It was both. Um, there was a lot of bliss. Uh, like, even to this day, like, just saying my wife, like, just, it feels so good. But... Um, there's a lot. You can say all to that, by the way. That's, <laughs> that's sweet, y'all. That's good. <laughs> but there's a lot of learning, um, especially like when you're young. Like if you do like follow that path um, about yourself. Like we're we're still growing as people. We're still finding our community. Uh, we're still finding our voice in some areas. So there's a lot to learn just about like communicating with each other, our wants, our needs, like those kind of things. Um, but yeah, like outside of that, it's, it's pretty amazing. So it's yeah, hard things are, tend to be the most rewarding things. And, um, marriage is hard. Like, don't think that it's, it's not, but it is also like the most amazing thing ever. It's a lot of figuring out that you're really selfish deep down and kind of figuring out how to not be selfish and, um, just figuring out like the different dynamics like Scott was saying, but it's definitely once you kind of get there, like the best thing ever, but. <laughs> Aww. Oh, that was good. Thank y'all for sharing that. It, listen, marriage is hard on its, on its best days. It requires effort and work and you're tired and you're frustrated and you've got stuff and they've got stuff. Uh, but you, you keep working at it. So thank y'all for sharing a little bit about your marriage. That's really cool. I'm, I'm going to ask one more question. It yeah. wasn't on there, but like if there's, if there's, again, just specifically to marriage, if there was one thing you wish you knew as a high schooler that maybe is prepared, like prepares you mentally, prepares you emotionally, spiritually uh, for when that day does come, or even for some of our young adults here who aren't married yet. The stuff you deal with now, like about yourself, will only be amplified once you get into a very committed relationship Marriage is not going to fix any kind of problem that you already have, whatever that is. It's just going to make it very apparent to yourself and very apparent to your partner. Um, and that's just going to be something that is going to make it that much harder to work on. I'm not saying like you have to be perfect or have worked through every single thing before you get married. I'm just saying don't have any disillusions that it's going to be easy just because you found somebody who you want to do life with. I think that's a perfect answer. I also, um, I would say learn, learn how you communicate. Learn, like, be kind of intrinsic, is that the word? Look into yourself a lot, because that, that affects how you communicate with your partner. It affects how you receive things. Um, there are a lot of times where, like, in marriage, like, your, your arguments just stem from how you take what someone's saying a lot. Like, sometimes it's not, like, a bad thing uh, what they're saying. It's just how you receive it based off of like your parents or, or things that you've been through. And so there's a, there's a lot of freedom in learning those things and just being able to communicate openly. Um, also counseling, therapy, things like that, not like bad things. We kind of have a negative connotation of those things in our society. But if you, if you need those things, that's, they're open, they're available to you and 
just a great resource. That's so good. That's so good. Uh, all right, shifting, this is kind of for everybody. What, what have just been some of the hardest things that you've dealt with? Like, since you left high school behind, and we've talked about some of the academic pieces, the community pieces, but, like, has there just been anything you're like, wow, this was incredibly difficult and I didn't see it coming? Yeah, so um, in 2020, uh, my entire family moved down to South Carolina, and I followed them down, like, two months after. And I don't think it really, like processed that I would be so far from my friends um, that were up in Michigan and just that it would be such like a change in my life. Um, so I think there's definitely challenges that you face and at some point, you know, a friend is going to move away or you're going to move to a new city because you have a job opportunity or you're going to go off to college, you know, in California or something. Um, so just understanding that there, you can form long distance friendships and still maintain those relationships and that some of those friends will be lost. Um, but that's just kind of a part of life. And I know that I have some friends that I'm probably going to be friends with for my entire life because I went through this change and it hasn't affected our relationship, but I've definitely lost friends in the process. But um, change is normal and everyone goes through it in some capacity. That's good. Anybody else? Big challenges in your 20s, young adulthood? Uh, yeah, kind of like bouncing off what I said earlier. Um, if you think that temptations are hard in high school, they get exemplified in college. So you're, there's a lot of parties that go on in college. There's a lot of people doing things, and they're going to try and rope you into it. And um, it's very difficult to say no, especially when it's like your own friends who are doing it. So how am I dealing with it? Coming to church and like getting around people who don't do that stuff. That's honestly the best way to try and like get away from it. But um, I still struggle with it sometimes. So just my best advice is just get around the right people. That's a good word. Um, I don't want to get too depressing, but like I recently last year had a five-year relationship come to an end. And so like being with somebody and having that close personal bond with somebody and thinking that you're going to get married to somebody and then it's like gone all of a sudden. Like I haven't had to try to date since I was 17, so I have like no idea what I'm doing. Um, but like kind of bouncing off what he said before about like, as a high schooler, what would you have liked to have known about relationships? Like it's so easy as a high schooler to not have the hard conversation. Like just push it down, ignore it, whatever, move on. And there's nothing that's gonna happen after that. In a relationship, if you got something that bothers you, if you got something to say, say it, have the hard conversation. Because if you don't, it's gonna get 10 times worse after that. Doing your taxes. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that bad. It's not that hard. I'm so glad that you said that. That's so funny. It's not that hard. It's really not. Um, I just think life outside of high school for me is busier than I have ever been. Like, I am just busy all the time. Like, I like it and I hate it at the same time. But I think the hardest thing about it is how are you going to fit God into your schedule when you have school, a job, uh, church, friends, and family that you all need to make time for, and of course yourself. So I think you need to take advantage of these years you're in high school ministry. I mean, it's hard to keep your relationship with God in a good place when you get out of high school, because just the time, you just don't have as much time as you do. I, I want to amplify something that she pointed out, too, when she talked about her busyness and like fitting God into her schedule, she said even church gets in the way of that. And that's, that's something I want to point out is like, 
coming to church on Sunday morning or coming, just coming to church on Sunday morning is not your time with God. That's a time for you to come together and worship alongside other, other believers and, and be with each other, but that's not your time with God. That is, that is your time to corporately worship together, but your devotion, your time to spend with God one-on-one, um, that's, that's very different. Well, and you can fall into the trap and this is something that, that I feel a lot too. Like I have to do all this stuff for God. Like I'm a professional Christian. I'm a pastor. I got to do, I have to keep, always be moving instead of trying to be with God. So don't fall into that trap of checklist, do for, just try to be with God. That, that is hard. That's, that's a really, that's a strong point to make, Jocelyn. Um, when I was like you guys' age, maybe a little bit earlier, I think it was JC that gave me this like little piece of advice. He said it in a sermon, and I remembered it. In your relationship with God or your relationship with people, either way, it works the same. If you feel like you're staying the same, like you're just keeping the relationship in the same place, you're actually going backwards. Like with your relationships, it's you're going backwards or you're going forwards. You're growing or you're digressing. Like it's not, there is no stay the same. So if you're in a place where you feel like your relationship with God is just kind of stagnant and it's sitting there, it's actually slipping away from you a little bit. And it caught up to me a lot later than I realized. Yeah, and I think we can struggle because I feel like some people can maybe have it the opposite of me. Like maybe their quiet time, personal time with God is really great. But again, I think it's a balance of how are you growing with your community and fellow Christians and how are you building that personal quiet relationship with God because I think it just goes hand in hand. Uh, to grow you as a person and in your relationship with God. Yeah, so I'll ask, let me just, just segue into this. So how do you, as a young adult, how do you make your faith a priority? Because you do have so much going on. And you know what this is like too, high school students. You have so many things that you're doing. I, like, you are far busier as a high school student than I was 15 years ago. Uh, you have so much going on. So, and it gets, it gets more as a young adult. So how do you, the six of you, how do you make your faith a priority? Like, how do you practically do that? We know we should, but how do we do it? Like, if I'm being dead honest and transparent, forcing myself to be in positions like I am right now, like forcing myself to be here. I have a small group of boys that are sixth graders at 9 a.m. I go on Tuesdays at Young Adults. Like, forcing myself to be in a position where I'm around people who encourage me to grow my relationship with God and forcing myself to be in a position where I'm studying God's Word, worshiping God. Like, if you, like... Jacob said, you can come to church and not grow your relationship with God. But if you put yourself in a position to grow your relationship with God outside of church, you're going to want to have that and you're going to want to keep it going. Uh, I'm also very busy with like my life as a young adult. And I've noticed that just even finding like a few seconds to talk to God throughout your day, like just having a casual conversation sometimes is enough. And you do that several times throughout the day, it can easily grow your faith. And um, just... I'm spending time in the Word and like reading, that's good too. Like if you have the Bible app, you know, sometimes it'll send you like a daily message or a daily verse. Because like sometimes I'm too busy, I'll be honest, too busy to read my Bible. And like just that one verse will help out a little bit. Just getting to know that one verse will just help. I think that's great what Hunter just said is like you can talk to God anytime during the day. Like you can just be driving and praying and worshiping and like, if you feel like you don't have enough time, like, that is a very valid way to spend time with God. Um, the other day, I was, like, looking around at my schedule. I was like, I have no time for God. Like, what is going on? I did not have any time. And I was like, well, you know what? I value my sleep a lot. 
um, and I sleep in to the last possible second, and I was just like, I need to get up earlier and make that my priority, because if I put it off, I'm not going to do it. So sometimes it might also just be a little bit of self-discipline and waking up at 6 o'clock so that you can spend time with God. And you're going to have to do a lot of that as an adult and make yourself do things you don't want to do. So you may as well just start doing it. <laughs> I was just going to piggyback off of that because when one person in your house wakes up at 6 o'clock and there's an alarm that's in your room, <laughs> you both wake up at 6 o'clock. So, yeah, it's just being intentional. So, like... If your intention is to spend more time with God, like you have to, you have to do those things. You have to like make those times, make those, take those moments. And it may not be for you like a this is an every morning thing. Like for me, I don't like to necessarily put myself on a schedule like that because I'll burn out, and I I know that about myself. So I like maybe like one morning, like I'll just go to the gym, and then like when I get back, like I'll I'll listen to worship in the shower, and I'll you know take time and just like pray with God there. Or I'll try to be intentional with something else that I'm doing and use that as worship because everything we do should be unto God. Yeah, I would say, like, especially when I'm at my busiest, I think, like, like praying and worshiping when I'm in the car, um, like, when I'm out walking my dog and just, like, while I'm doing other things, it kind of sprinkles, like, my time with God throughout my day. So it becomes my, my whole day is more, I feel, I feel like filled with that rather than, you know, just doing it, you know, right before bed or waking up, you know, and having like Bible study and spending that time. I feel like in those busiest times, I almost need it the most. So it's nice that I kind of have it throughout my whole schedule. Sweet. So I'm going to, I'm going to go to another question that we, we had in the bank. And when Jocelyn brought up taxes, uh, it was, a, uh, <laughs> There, there's varying degrees of financial independence on this, on this couch. Some of y'all own a home and are married. Uh, some of y'all are still living with your parents. Uh, some of y'all are making that trans transition away from uh, living with your parents. Um, and in this market, that's really hard, just so you guys know. Um, but uh, so what, for, for you guys, like what level of financial independence are you at now or do you feel you're at? And how, what steps did you take to get there? Um, and if, if we can, I'd like to hear from the married couple last because they're, they're at that peak of like, at the most of financial independence, if, if, I, can, if I can gauge correctly. But um, what steps are you taking now? What steps have you taken in the past? And um, yeah, what is it, just what does that look like? So my financial independence has kind of been up and down. When I first went to school, I moved out and I was on my own for the first two years and I lost my life scholarship. So that went my apartment money and I went right back home. And so from there I had to drive an hour one way back and forth every day to go to school. And so that I was spending like $300 a month on gas alone. Um, so in 2020, I started my own business. I do custom woodworking and I work part-time. So I was running my own business part-time and at school. So they were talking about busy. That's one thing that's kept me busy. But like doing that has allowed me the extra money in my budget to be able to save money. And like, I guess the only like financial advice that I can give you guys is like, while you're living at home, if you're living at home, maybe you're going to Greenville Tech, maybe you're living at home going somewhere else, like get a job and maybe only if you work one or two days a week, but do something to save the money aside that you're not spending. Have an, maybe a separate account, whatever. I don't care if it's a coffee can in your room that has cash in it. Do something to have money to the side that's for emergencies because something's going to come up, I promise you. 
And his stuff is really good, by the way. So if you ever want something made from wood, check him out. I would say budgeting. Budgeting is something that I recommend to everyone. Um, that way, you know, you don't feel like you have to miss out or you're not one of those people who never wants to go out with their friends or do anything fun because you just want to save all your money. But if you set aside goals, like if you make a certain amount, be like, okay, this amount is for like social stuff, this amount is for gas, this amount is for, you know, whatever other expenses you have. And then, you know, if you don't drive as much that month and you have leftover money from your gas budget, you can use that to do an extra fun thing. Um, but I think that has helped me with actually maintaining my savings um, over the last few years where when I was younger, um, when I had money, I wanted to spend it, so. And, and to that point, I just wanna say, if you don't know how to build a budget, there's no shame in that. You're learning all kinds of things in school that I guess are helpful in theory, but that's something that I don't know that you are learning in class and that will help you in life. So if you're like, how do I even build a budget? Ask, ask your parents, ask your group leaders, come ask one of us. Would love to help you with that. It's so, so important. It's so good. Also, YouTube. Like, everything yes. is free on YouTube, and you can learn <laughs> anything on there. That is how I learned to build my own budget. There's also a bunch of apps. Um, but, yeah, honestly, YouTube is a free college education pretty much at this point. So I really do recommend it. If there's something that you're interested in, if you're interested in, like, photography and you want to get into it, watch YouTube videos. So good. Um, I think piggybacking <laughs> off of what Kevin was talking about, I just wanted to add this in. Like, as a part-time employee in high school or like working in college at the same time, like you guys are living at home or whatever, and you don't have bills that you're gonna have later. So what I would do is I would just get my paychecks, and instead of having like a whole budget sent out, I'd cut my paycheck dead in half, put half of it in my savings account, and half of it in my checking account. The checking account is free spending. I don't touch the savings unless I absolutely have to. So that's just like a really simple thing. If you have the ability to do that, you can, and it helps you save the money. Cool. Um, definitely, definitely budgeting and uh, saving early. So I got a 401k account pretty early on, and I've also like invested in stocks. That's uh, pretty smart to do as like a high school student. Get on that early because having a 401k will just start stacking up, stacking up as you get older. And uh, with budgeting, I mean, I really don't spend a lot of money. I go shopping at like Ross, Dress for Less, but you know, I still look fly and all that, but you know. <laughs> so don't, you don't, <laughs> so you don't have to worry He's about spending. He's humble too, everyone. Yeah. He works yeah. out, has yeah. a 401k, <laughs> love it. He's got and, the uh, flyest shirt on right now. Though. That's, I like um, that you said you dress fly as you like. Yeah. Show the young adult shirt. Up a little bit more, but anyways. <laughs> Um, also just like for me going to, I go to a tech, I went to a technical school, uh, Greenville tech for two years, saved a lot of money and uh, I'm going to Clemson in the fall, but just not going to a four year university right off the bat saved me like easily 60 grand right there. So say, I mean, say that number again, 60 grand, six, zero, yeah. zero, zero, zero. Yeah, like I said, I just graduated school, and even with my parents helping me and the scholarships I had for the first two years, I got 25 debt and 25 grand in debt. So. I also had a scholarship too, so if you just keep up in your grades, you can also like save money that way as well. So, not to like pile onto that, but. Uh. <laughs> 25 grand in debt and I'm going into a job that pays 40 a year, so think about that. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna pass the mic. <laughs> I thought they were just gonna keep going. All right, ladies, what you got down there? Before, or, or has everyone gone? I can say something. 
Yeah, I'm sort of in the same boat as Hunter. I went to Tech too, and my school's basically free. Um, and I'm very blessed financially because I'm at home right now. Gas prices aren't fun, but you know, it's, it's okay. But I will say something that isn't necessarily money related to having a job in high school is my first job taught me so many life experiences that I never would have learned if I didn't like put myself out there to get a hard job. Like I worked at Chipotle, I saw some stuff. Met some interesting people. I worked at Chipotle. I saw some stuff. <laughs> you know, I will know. never eat there again. Thank you, Jocelyn. Yeah, yeah. When people want have the munchies, they come to Chipotle. Like it's it's interesting. What are the munchies? Oh, Jocelyn? No, no, I'm just kidding. No, let's not go there. Yeah, but even um, just getting a job and saving, like we were saving, but uh, saying, but also to just gain that experience to work hard and how to be a Christian and reach people like I personally um, just built some really nice relationships with people and they know you're different they look at you they ask you why don't you want to hit off my vape like I like why you know it stands out all right I think we've made it to our married couple on finances start building your credit now you can get a student credit card and put your Spotify membership on it every month and you will build your credit by the time you are ready to buy a car or buy a house. Ask your parents about it, they get you one, and that will really help you out a lot when you get to some of the um, bigger financial commitments that you might have. I would also just say set goals. Um, I think like when we first got married, um, we immediately, like we have a joint bank account, so we were like, let's set a goal of saving X amount. Um, can we do this like by the end of the year? And then, so we write out our bills, we write out how much is coming in, and then just out of that, like we know, okay, like we're gonna go out with friends and spend this much, we're gonna eat, we're gonna get groceries, things like that. And then whatever percentage of that left that you wanna save, like you can time that out by the goal that you have. So just like being intentional with like what you have and what you want to get to can really help you in your budgeting plans. Yeah, that's a good word. All right, for sake of time, I'm gonna have to get us ready to transition to groups. Hey, has this been helpful? Have you learned some stuff tonight? Would y'all give a round of applause for our young adult panel who came tonight? Hey, if you have more questions, so you're like, hey, I really wanted to push in on that, or I wish they would have asked this question, come grab them. I mean, we're going to go to groups here in just a minute. Group leaders, you're going to have a slightly truncated time, obviously. If you don't get to any of the questions tonight, you can just sit with your groups and say, hey, what stood out to you from what they said, and what do you think about that, X, Y, Z, specifically finances, relationships, community, all that stuff. You, you can do that. And on your way to groups, if you want to come, thank them. If you want to come and ask more questions, you can do that. Um, but don't forget... You can get plugged in with young adults. You folks who, hey, if you're graduating this year, real quick, would you wave at me? You're graduating this year. Look at them. Keep waving. Look at them. Get them, all right? We want to get y'all plugged in for real. It's a great place for you to be, and uh, we love y'all. Jacob, would you close us in prayer before we head out to groups? Sure thing. God, thank you for just uh, this time together, uh, just, to, uh, just to trickle down wisdom, uh, to take time and, and uh, learn, from, learn from the past and and prepare ourselves for the future. Uh, thank you for the time taken by these six individuals um, who, who I care about deeply 
And uh, God, just, just bless our time in groups tonight. Uh, bless our seniors who are, who are graduating and, and learning the answers to a lot of these questions now or, or will soon. Um, God, I pray that you, you bless this time together, uh, this time that we get to just have community. Um, and just thank you in your name. Amen.